He's Jonathan. He's Timothy. And this is Project 1517. Scripture, Theology, Life. Hey listeners, this is Jonathan, and I'm just going through and editing the podcast. And as a quick preview to what's coming up here in Jonah chapter 2, I thought I'd give you two very brief behind-the-scenes look at what we do in setting up for this podcast. Sometimes it's pretty funny and pretty hilarious when two twins get together to discuss God's Word, and sometimes it's just downright serious when we pray together. I'm going to leave you with two quick clips that weren't meant to be shared with you, but I thought you'd have some fun with it and enjoy it. First is a serious prayer, and then kind of a hilarious look at what, where some of the commentary went that we ended up cutting. Please enjoy, and then enjoy the podcast that we actually have produced. We are revealed for who we are in this chapter, that we have a tremendous ability to deceive ourselves, to think better of ourselves than we ought. And we see that creation can't even stomach us after a while. And you, you never leave us nor forsake us. You come near to us in our, in our stink <laughs> and you wash us clean and give us new robes um, through the shedding of your blood. Spending three days and three nights with us and for us to save us. We just ask that we would share your word, its truth, not our own thoughts, and that people would be powerfully moved by this word. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know? By the way, this is the only time you're going to get theologians to uh, parse vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is the only time. I think it's the only time in the Bible. I listen to theologians to talk about vomit. Well, Timothy, I I don't know if it's just me. I don't I don't think it's just me. I I think that one of the scariest things that can happen in life is drowning. I I can still remember. I mean, you did this too, Timothy. I we think you're born. right about that. Yeah, we, we were both lifeguards for how many years? I mean, it was almost—I think it was eight years of my life. Best job of the, the world. <laughs> best yeah. job in the world, right? Just, but yeah. I, I can still remember that the saves that I made and how my heart was in my mouth. I still remember uh, a little kid who jumped off a diving board before a mom could get to him. And I remember watching it happen. It was almost in slow motion. And I just remember this 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 child uh, flopping in the in the deep end, and my heart's in my mouth. I'm running for him, and and I run and get him. I st- I remember another guy. He all of a sudden went limp in the water. He had a heart attack, flipping him over uh, and saving mm-hmm. him. So this is very yeah. very personal. Uh, this is very very scary. Jonah is getting swallowed into the heart of the sea. And I think our hearts have to pound because that's where we left him. Well, I mean, it, this is even worse than I, I remember saving a little kid too, who's who flipped over in his floaties and his mom wasn't watching. And, you know, that was just a pristine day. The sun was shining. There were no waves in the pool, but this is, this is Jonah. There's no lifeguard there. 
and the rain's coming down, the waves are huge, you know, and he's drowning. He's drowning, and him last 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 time, right? This is a dramatic moment. He's he, he's he's gonna die. He thinks he is, and then what happens? I think we should just read the chapter because this is just so 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 good. Um, should I read it? Get into it. Let's do this. This is phenomenal right. stuff. So now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord as God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the sea, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I've been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. That's quite a picture. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth barred me in forever. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. This is God's word. Ooh. That's quite a story. <laughs> quite a story. Quite a story. And there's a, num- there's a number of characters, and we thought just so our listeners can kind of understand the big picture of where we're going to be going today, how we're going to handle this. Uh, I think normally what we do in this podcast is we kind of go verse by verse and, and we, we take it in that way. But we're going to do this in a little bit different way today. We're going we're gonna to take this whole chapter, but we're going to do it by character. So we've got really four significant characters. Three of them are super obvious. A fourth is inserted uh, just, just because he can do that kind of thing because <laughs> uh, he's that big a deal in the scriptures and so the fair, four characters that we have are as follows we have the lord uh who bookends the chapter and we're gonna we're gonna look at him we have the dog in hebrew or the fish and we're gonna look at look at the fish then we're gonna look at jonah uh in this chapter what he's saying why he says it and we're gonna look at that in depth we'll probably spend the most time on him and then finally, we are going to look at a fourth character who has to be here because of the prophetical importance of this book. And that's, of course, Jesus. <laughs> we have to talk about Jesus. We have to talk about Jesus. <laughs> we started this podcast saying that I want to see Christ. We're going to see Christ today. Oh, man, we have to oh, see Christ here. We have to we see will. Christ here. <laughs> but we're going to start with the Lord because we have... The Lord here, well, as in at the outset, he's he's the first character that shows up as a person of action. In fact, he's doing all the action here. Isn't that right? But we have this weird thing. We have this weird thing 
where actually we have the Lord, at least in the English versification. Remember, the verses of the Bible are not inspired. But in the English versification, we have the Lord acting in chapter 1, actually. And we should talk about that just a little bit. Well, right. So Jonah 1, 17, uh, we're taking that with chapter 2. Because the Hebrew, we, we there's a lot of reasons for this, but the main one is because because the Hebrew versification takes, uh, in, in English, Jonah one seventeen is actually Jonah 1, verse 1 in the Hebrew. And there's good reasons to believe that. I, I have mine, but why do you want to take Jonah one seventeen with chapter 2? Well, isn't it true that also the, the English, or the, excuse me, the version, so I think, I think it's also true that the Septuagint and the Vulgate, I'm trying to remember yes. correctly, the Septuagint right. and also the Vulgate, so the Latin translation of the Bible, ancient Latin translation and Greek translations of the Bible also have uh, the Lord providing this fish in chapter 2. And I think it's interesting, even in the English, even in the English translation here, even though verse 17 is a part of chapter 1. Uh, the English translation, I think, gets it right here, too. At least mine does. The NIV has Jonah's prayer as a title over verse 17 and actually puts it as a unit with chapter 2. So the, the yes. English, the Latin, the Greek, and the Hebrew all have a break after the pagans uh, who end up, you know, they end up sacrificing to the Lord, fearing the Lord, um, that seems to be the big break, and everybody agrees on that. Yeah, and I think there's good reasons, good textual reasons to see that break right there. Um, one of it is if you actually track in the book, what you have is the Lord is always setting the stage. He's the one that always brings the action. So at the very beginning of the book, the Lord comes to hit Jonah with his word. And then in scene two, the Lord sends the great wind, starting at verse four. And now in Jonah 1.17, um, the Lord provides the fish. So the Lord is always bringing the action. And I think this is really important to point out in grace. He's always doing this in grace, in mercy. If you that would not be the case if you took verse uh, 17 with um, chapter 1, uh, because then the Lord providing the fish could be seen as a reaction to the sacrificial acts of the sailors. See? Right. So we and, have both. Mm -hmm. we, both ha we both have a textual reason. You know, the Lord is the, is the main. I'm searching for He's a word the instigator. Here. He's, He's the, instigator. the action bringer. He. It's actually throughout the book, the only actions that stick are the Lord's. Everybody else who rebels against the Lord fails every <laughs> single time. Work. And yeah. then we also have a theological reason for it. When Christians do not want to suggest that the Lord here is doing something uh, except out of pure mercy, pure grace for his rebellious child. He's, he's not responding here to the prayers of the pagans, but rather he's looking his heart is thumping for Jonah. He's saying, I do not want Jonah to sink. You know, he's being a lifeguard, yes. right? Mm -hmm. He's absolutely being a lifeguard <laughs> here to, yeah. to use that to use that motif. And he's saying, I can't have him go down into the depths. I can't have my child do that. And so it's just a phenomenal thing. The Lord provides a huge fish. <laughs> you just He's a providing God. 
He's a providing yeah. God. That's what he does. He rescues, he saves. Um, I think we should probably point out he uses means to save. Isn't that interesting? He uses yeah. creational means, <laughs> earthly means. means. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people are thinking about the sacraments right now, but the Lord yeah. is is using things to get to his people. But he, so the Lord's appointing this. It's timed. It's amazing how the Lord, he must have known, you know, he obviously knew that Jonah was going to be thrown out into a sea and at just the, a raging, raging sea at just the right time. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like in the fulfillment of time? You this know? Is just not, yeah. This is not just a, a coincidence, right? It's not just a coincidence. Like it's not serendipity. <laughs> this fish is just, yeah, like, oh, it just happened to be a great white shark. Jonah's <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so the Lord provides this huge fish to swallow Jonah. The Lord, even at the same time the Lord is saving him, you do have this idea of swallow, which is in the Hebrew kind of negative. Isn't that right? It's kind of negative. Yeah, it's Korah gets swallowed thing. in the Bible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> although, although death is swallowed up, that's... It's a negative thing for death. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, depending on the perspective. So, yeah. so the Lord, the Lord's this huge character. He's He shows up here at the beginning of chapter 2, if we can package this like that. And he also shows up at the end of chapter 2. So the Lord is really, we talked about this in Jonah chapter 1 too, but you can see that as Jonah's doing his thing, he's Jonah's doing his thing, the Lord is doing his thing. And what the Lord he's hemmed is, in, we like we said, in. yeah, he's we said that before. He's he's hemmed in. The Lord begins the action and he ends it. That's how it works, right? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. So that's the Lord as a character, uh, as a character here. He's doing everything. He's hemming him in. He's encapsulating him. He's doing what he's doing the whole time while Jonah is doing what he's doing the whole time. So that's character number one. Isn't that right? Period. Put a period on that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Lord's going to use a fish to get real involved in uh, Jonah's life. Creational means. And uh, and then it, the whole thing, maybe this is a sight way, but the Lord commands the fish and it vomited Jonah on a dry land. So, so are we going to talk about the fish now? Character number two. <laughs> <laughs> character number two. We've got it. We've got a Hebrew in Hebrew. We've got a dog. <laughs> a dog. Yeah, and this is this is such an um, interesting thing. It means it means fish in Hebrew, but it's it's not like a particular uh, you know part of the animal kingdom. Like it's not like a real scientific word. So it could mean shark, could mean whale, could mean fish. And the Septuagint translated it whale, so that's why you get Joan and the whale oftentimes. Um, and one of the interesting things is that it changes gender in the Hebrew through the book. Now, I don't think that's real significant, um, but sometimes people actually will talk about two whales or two fish. I don't think that's quite right. Um, but it is an interesting uh, little thing to note in about this dog, this You fish. know the point? We, we You're laughing. Why, why are you laughing? It's just funny. Like, I don't think the narrator wants us to be marine biologists right now and try to figure out, like... Was it female or male? Or <laughs> This is a shark, a great white, 
this was a sperm whale. Uh, fact is, we just don't know, and and we don't need to know. But the Lord has provided this this huge fish to swallow Jonah. Um, people, you know how people are. We 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 have to nail down everything with certainty, and and we shouldn't do that to this to this text. Uh, you mentioned some people uh, have noticed the the changing in Hebrew. Now, our, some some of our listeners who don't who don't have language training are going to have a hard time getting this, but um, languages can have genders when it comes to uh, different nouns or, or, or objects. And here you have a fish, and it's referred to uh, as a male in one circumstance and as a female in another. And so some people go wild on that. Um, there's no reason to do that. Uh, <laughs> you might, like the some people have this theory, <laughs> they have this theory that, and there's absolutely no proof of this, but some people have this theory that uh, you had a male fish who spits them out because it didn't work. You know, Jonah didn't get it. And then a female <laughs> fish swallows him up who has who has a whole lot less room. And then Jonah gets super claustrophobic and finally prays. <laughs> like because it's smaller in there, right? Because it's smaller in there and there's a lot more fish in there. It's and there's, there. this is oh yeah, the, the mother fish is pregnant too, so it makes it's it worse. Pregnant fish. It's worse for Jonah. Yeah. There's absolutely that, no yeah. evidence for this. Uh that's Jonah Midrash, I think. That's Jonah Midrash, yeah. I'm laughing my head about it because <laughs> that's people, right? We always try to nail everything down farther than we should, but um, at any rate, what we know is a fish swallowed him, and that's what we should stay with, um, because that's what the narrator here, that's what the spirit of God here wants us to know. What is well, can, really important to notice is at the end, and you started getting well, into that. Well, before you say that, because this is kind of funny, I want to be a person right now. This is real okay, funny. Do it. But like people talk about, people talk about Jonah and the fish, right? And then they start telling fish stories. You know, I'm from Minnesota, so. <laughs> but fish fish stories <laughs> at least originally i've been in new york for a while now but like some people will actually when they when they hear about this there was actually once uh, a great white shark swallowed an entire horse that was the estimated weight of it was 1500 pounds <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> That's talk about a gut bomb, huh? Yeah, that's a gut bomb. Oh my goodness! I think that's why the shark died too. <laughs> so Jonah's not the only one that's been swallowed by a great fish, you know? Yeah, a right. great dog. It and that anyway. Is go remind, the Hebrew adjective there is gadol. It's great. So it is. This is a massive, massive fish, and it's got a lot of room for Jonah. So, which makes it survivable, right? Like, I, I don't know what that was like. I, we, we get a little picture of that that we're going to see in the psalm. But the narrator does not describe this at all. You know, what was it like to be sloshing around in this completely 100% dark place? I have no idea. Right? What we do know about this fish is that it got incredibly nauseous. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we know that? <laughs> <laughs> we got... Come on, you guys. We got a really sick fish on our hands. We got a really, really <laughs> sick fish. <laughs> a sick fish. This is a sick fish. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're going to see 
we're going to se- segue in a second, but I think we're going to see. Uh, look, it the the, the 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 this narrator is highly structured, uh, and this narrator is far too careful to use the word vomit here, uh, without us without wanting us to think about it. Like he could have said the fish set Jonah down on the dry land, or the fish uh, deposited Jonah onto the dry land or something like that. But this is really a violent sort of action here. This is really a nauseous, sick fish. It's sudden, it's nauseating, it's uh, sensational, the word vomit here. Yeah. I think we, and there's a whole word hoard. Descriptive verb. Yeah, here. like if you, I actually looked up on a thesaurus like different synonyms for this, and and there's bar if you talk about bar if you can talk about upchucking. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's meant to make you um, sort of like if you're reading your Bible, and you're like, oh, it vomited, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> So. Seaweed and fish and who knows what is coming up there with Jonah. Jonah's a I part of it. I actually did a word study on this word vomit because I got so interested in it. I was like, why does the narrator decide to use such a sensational, such a loaded word? And what I found is that, and this is going to sound silly almost um, and not scientific at all, but anytime that something vomits in the Bible, something made it sick. You know, and that should, that's probably extremely obvious. So one of the most uh, uh, prevalent uses of the word vomit of the Bible actually is of the land the in, in the Pentateuch. So Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus especially. And what makes the land sick is the sin of the people. So the Lord says the land is going to vomit you out. And uh, another use of this is the Lord will sometimes uh, make his enemies uh, drink too much and they'll get sick and they'll have to vomit. Um, So same word in the Bible. And uh, so I guess what we have to say, uh, the only conclusion to make is vomiting is never a positive thing. And the only time that creation vomits in the Bible um, is because something's making creation really sick. So like, we have to go back and kind of think about that. Why is the fish so sick of Jonah? Yeah, and we, I want, we need to get in. That's going to be a good segue into our third character here, with which is Jonah. But I think we can stop just for a second and and make one quick application. This is what happens effectively when we die. You know creation is spitting us out because of rebellion and sin is really what's happening there. Um, we're, we've wrecked this place, we've hurt this place, and creation realizes that not all, all that is within us, not all that we have done is in line with the will of the Creator. And so that's what's happening there. And I think that when we see that, when we see, when we see this earth spitting us out, that it makes us think and it really highlights God's heart. Because what we're going to see now as we move on here, because that's the second character we've looked at here, the dog. But we're going we're to see as we move into characters three and four, as we look at Jonah and then Jesus, is that when creation can't handle us, 
when our rebellion has to be spit out. God is going to provide a way to cover us, to wash us, to make us clean so that we can live with him forever. And that that is what we are going to see as we move into next time, the characters of Jonah and Jesus here in Jonah chapter 2. Can't wait to get into it. We are podcasting scripture one book of the Bible at a time. For more information, visit www.project1517.com or our Facebook page. We do invite you to support this ministry by sharing this podcast with family and friends and by giving us a good review on iTunes. You can also help with the costs of its production by giving a gift on our website. This is Project 1517. Scripture. Theology. Life.